bullshit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kinda whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A N A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey, everybody! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we recap, recap the week in politics like we're recapping an episode of Reality to the And this time next week, mm. we mm-hmm. will be recording this shit from Barbados, girl. Oh! Your voice is too loud in Sorry. my ear. What about my voice? No, my, be- I'm not sure because I'm still... Okay, well... But I, you sound normal to me. up here. Can I be a little louder in my own ears? Yes. I didn't see you move that dial. Well, that's how good I am. Okay, well, fine. Can (laughs) you turn yours down a tad? Down? Mm hmm. You're loud. Hello? Okay. Okay. Is that better? Hello? Hello? (laughs) Um, Eric, are you in here, Eric? (laughs) Hello? Hello? Eric, I'm upstairs. Are you up downstairs, Eric? Mm -hmm. So, bitch, we're going to be in Barbados recording a podcast. Like, that's straight living, honey. Yeah, we're doing uh, Atlantis again. So, because um, <laughs> that was the last, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we're always, if we're on a cruise, pretty much together. Yes, 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 yes. It's yes, going to yes, be yes. a gay dick and balls cruise. Dick Tanic times three. Dick Tanic times two. Dick Tanic <laughs> times one. But really, um, speaking of dicks, there's one yes. under the table. His name is first name Nacho, last name Greatest. There he is. <laughs> Um, it's going to be a lot of jizz, a lot of fun, a lot of drinking, Uh um, and a lot of beaches. So we will be eating one raisin a day from now until we leave. That's right. Saturday, Friday. I don't know. Um, I can't remember what for Saturday. I think no Friday because we're going to Puerto Rico first. This Friday. It's literally on Friday. Yeah. Crazy. That's why I said we're having one raisin a day. I can't even believe attention Mimi Cherry attention if you're still listening to this podcast um we're going to Puerto Rico we're spending a couple days there one day there I didn't need you to clarify that for everyone oh sorry um we want to go out and visit your grandfather um he was kind of in like his house had blown away he was in a house made of sticks basically it kind of looked like a construction site like when you first put the framework up of a house right because that's how bad the storm was yeah his and that got blown away and he was like laying in a hammock just like you know what i like a simple life and we're like um <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so we would mm-hmm. love to go visit him and fucking take him some toilet paper take him some ky take uh-huh. him some fucking snackies yeah uh-huh uh-huh we don't uh-huh. know what he needs what maybe he w- like some some seaweed crisps yeah he can tell us anything he wants you can maybe email us um or whatever text us and just um or or dm us and we'll even if he doesn't need anything we would love to just go hang out with him and pretend we like took him supplies we can make up a whole <laughs> thing about how we took him tents like, yeah. we took him blankets i'll do all instagrams like yeah Hashtag um, heroes. Exactly. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag living heroes. Yeah. Hashtag, you know, doing it for the and survivors. And he'll be like, girls, I'm fine. And I'll be like, um, but sir, can we just do one where Julie's holding you and carrying you across like a ravine? And it's like, you guys, I carried this wonderful, beautiful Puerto Rican man. He was all alone. I mean, I'm not trying to trivialize the problem and we know there was a huge problem there. But no, that's why we're going and we're excited and we don't know anyone we can specifically help and we no. love this guy and we love Mimi Cherry and we love her podcast. So Of course. So let but us also, know. also, everyone knows who I'm talking about when you're Instagramming your shit oh, and please. you fucking are doing it a please. little too much. Okay? I, I just said we'd take him fucking KY Jelly. I mean, listen. <laughs> and we will. Hashtag KY. Hashtag walking the walk. Hashtag doing it. Hashtag uh, Red Cross girls. Yeah. Hashtag- First responders 14 <laughs> months late. Um, okay, so let us know. Hashtag if he, 14th responders. We're there. Like, we have one contact. I think a woman named Yolanda who's fucking yes, bringing the pain. Right. 
But other than that, we want to, we literally want to get into some shady cab mm. where Julie speaks, speaks broken Spanish. Oh, that's the other thing do I have to do. Do they even speak Spanish? Yes. Okay. That's the other thing I have to do is do my Rosetta Stone. I have to oh, brush God, up. not this again. <laughs> well, we wanted to have Julie speak her broken Spanish, get mad at me, say, it's too fast. I get stressed out. It's embarrassing. They know I'm weird. And I go, just fucking tell them where we're going. And then we drive way out to the middle of nowhere to your grandpa's house, Abuelito, Abuela. What is it? Abuelo? What? That's grandma. I think Abuela is grandma. Fine. Oh, sorry. I said Abuelo instead of Abuela. I know, but it's different. It's a difference. What's grandpa, motherfucker? I think it's Abuelo. I thought that's what I said. You said... I said abuelo. You said abuelito. Abuelito means little grandma or little grandpa. Oh, all right. All right. Excuse I me. I don't even need Rosetta Stone, honey. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't know. I have to look it up. All right. Well, I don't know what grandpa is. Either way, we just want to go visit him and just like have some strange adventure. That's the only way you really get to know a town. Right. Uh, either that or we're going to be like, is there a Michelin star restaurant anywhere near um, here, Yolanda? <laughs> Do you guys have a, um, a Taco Bell here <laughs> or a Chili's? Is there Chili's here? You know someone has gone to Puerto Rico and has asked for a Chili's. And they probably have one because America's disgusting. That's true, but you know what I mean. Somebody went in there and was like, is there a Chili's around here Cause since now we're in Puerto Rico? And they're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, okay, so we're also going to be on the Jizz cruise to um, St. Martin and St. Lucia. Uh-huh. And the reason that I'm going is because I'm a Les Lurker um, fantastic. And I also. Les Lurker fantastic. I also. Les Lurker fantastic. I love a Caribbean beach and I will not be denied. This is less of a Les Lurker. This is more. This is this is actually normal. I just, lurk, gay guys. I just lurk on you. Is oh, what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, that's not, you know. And I knew if we said we're going to go on this, that we would immediately start an aggressively unhealthy, hardcore diet, which we have. Yeah. We haven't stopped drinking. Yeah, still. this week was hard. It's hard on the road, but I did my best. Yeah, I did my best. Ugh. That's Dane Cook. <laughs> Whoever hasn't seen that Dane Cook bit where he talks about how you cry and look at your own self in the mirror while you're crying. I do it always in the car. I'll do it. I'll look at myself in the rearview mirror. I don't remember if he says that in the bit, but you keep looking at your own self in the mirror and then you don't want to stop crying. So you keep saying, I did my best. You keep repeating a phrase over and over that makes you feel so sorry for yourself. I would. I don't ever look at myself in the mirror crying. I know. Do you? Of course. Everyone does. That's why that bit's hilarious. Except oh. for you. You don't look at your poo and you don't look in the mirror. No. I would, and if I'm, I only look at myself after I've cried to see how puffy my eyes are. Oh. To in order if I have to go oh, out. Oh no, I love to see it. Ugh, I hate. No, I don't want to see that. And you do get. But do you get fixated on a phrase? Like I did my best. Um, or I didn't mean to do it like that. That's no, not what I meant. No. Oh, God. Well, you're blowing the bit to pieces, but I love it. It was true. <laughs> but I, I do like it. I mean, I seem like I relate to it. But at the same time, I can tell you, um, I don't think there's a phrase, but I make a noise like a dying animal. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you're not What's saying like an, it. You're just thinking it. Like, oh. I just did my best. Like, I didn't mean to do that. It's just like whatever... It's like you've somehow then, yeah, been okay, wrong. Then yes. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you keep yeah. crying and it's like you yes. could stop saying the right. phrase and start thinking about like Big right. Brother 2 or whatever. Right. Big Brother, Celebrity Big I Brother. I think I sound like, Ro- I realized I sound like Rocky from Rocky Horror Picture Show when he goes, ooh. You remember that part? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. When does he do that? All right. Well, when Susan Sarandon is uh, crying and she's like, ooh, and he's like, ooh, <laughs> he's trying to like relate to her. Oh. And then she hears him and she gets into the thing with him and then she sings Then she gets all horny. I wanna be daddy. Yeah. Well, I wanna send a shout out to Pam Pam Howard, my oh. mom, because you know, I I don't wanna give that bitch's ages away age away, even though she's not even probably weird about that. But uh-huh. you know, she's in her sixties. Okay. You know, mid to late sixties. Uh-huh. And um she watched the whole movie. Oh, that's right. Pam, I mean, come on. <laughs> I've watched it 70,000 times since then. Because but congratulations. Put- I'm glad you watched it. I heard you liked it. I'm, she said it was mesmerizing. Yeah, she said she she told me she loves Sweet Transvestite, the songs we put out at the end of the podcast. So good. Then I said, Mom, the song is one thing, but you need the visual. Mm. Okay, girl. So I, I texted her the thing. This is already, like, big. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. so happy we're texting. And, yeah. Um. I'm sure she has to plug in a full keyboard, a full QWERTY keyboard into her phone to be able to text because I swear with a number pad. Mom, you know, uh, you know, it's true, mom. Wow. So um, she watched the video and I don't know if she watched, assuming she watched it on her phone. Uh huh. And then she was feeling that video. And so I just said, if 
you know, at the whole movie, I basically said that he had, I said he, she said, oh, is that Susan Sarandon and Barry Bostwick? Yes. And then I go, God, yes. she recognized Barry Bostwick. I go, yeah, they're the stars of the movie. I'm like, Tim Curry has sex with them both. And yes. I, and then I put like laughing, crying face. I was like, the movie uh-huh. is insane and amazing. Well, I do think I should. And then she, I'm sure was like, oh, well, let me put that right on. <laughs> and she did. And she said she loved it. And I was so proud of her. That's great. I really was. That's I'm great. so, me, That's and, great. me and Pam, me and my mom. That's great. You guys are back two peas in a pod. 2018, fucking. it's like this. That was the year we watched, you know, that was <laughs> so, the year we fell in love with Sweet Horror. Transvestite. Uh-huh. All of us. Well, I mean, I was, I've been watching it like with a micro, like with a, what's this thing? a monocle yeah mm, bigger oh a thing at the mm, opera holding it yeah the nope. thing at the opera no no no, no just Telescope. a one Hold, no but i'm sherlock gonna... holmes i'm holding it it's huge magnifying glass so hmm. i'm watching it with a i magnif- thought you meant huge this way like at the opera oh 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 yeah no <laughs> <laughs> okay well okay that would work too all right that would work too or this this could work mm-hmm. Telescope. That's... um the nuance the nuance. I, I, I highly recommend going into Rocky Horror and really sitting and just don't look away. You got to watch every every second of it. You've also been watching a lot of Tim Curry YouTube videos. I have. I have. I have. Anyway, I have. Well, if you guys want to hear us talk about more mundane stuff like this, um, go to our Patreon uh-huh. and join. It's how we're making a living. Okay. <laughs> so please, we appreciate everyone on there. A lot of them came out to see Julie perform this we'll week. We'll talk about that on the Patreon. So um, um, it's patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. It's $1 a week. An hour of nonsense. And, um, you know, go over there if you haven't yet. There's a free episode for you to listen to. Uh-huh. Let's get to Eye of the Shitstorm. <sighs> Take some shit. Put it up on the wall. Check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall. Put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck. Put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. All right. Well, once again, there's a lot of shit swirling around in the eye of the shitstorm this week. And all of the pieces were shaped like little North Koreas. That's so cute. I love when I look in the bowl and I see just little North Koreas because the world's biggest asshole, Donald Trump, in an unprecedented and unresearched move, agreed to a face to face meeting with the world's second biggest asshole, Kim Jong Un, or as Donald Trump likes to say, Kim Jong Un. (laughs) I say Kim Jong Un. He says it really, really slow because I think he doesn't really. I think he's afraid that he's saying it wrong the whole time. I think he thinks it's going to be Kim Jong Il, which is what I always do. I get it mixed up. I'll be like, dad or son, dad or son. All right. I mean, so I get it mixed up too. Yeah. In a nutshell. Shiel, in a nutshell. The South Korean envoy, mm-hmm. whatever that means, went to the White House last week and told Trump that Kim Jong-un wanted to have a sit down with Trump to talk about North Korea giving up their nuclear program. It was like, hey, brah. Brah, brah. That's what it sounds like to me. Hey, brah. Yeah. Yo, the fucking fat uh, <laughs> Asian guy wants to sit down and talk with you. You want to talk with him or whatever, you know, because it'd be good for the country. And supposedly like they did talk about it over a very boozy dinner. I'm sure. Do you want to like do it? You want to meet with and him? And now there's no proof that any of this was said. But mm-hmm. he implied North Korea has not given any indication that any of this was told to the South Korean envoy after this boozy dinner happened. North Korea has made. But basically, this guy implied that if Trump said yes to this meeting, that him and Kim Jong-un can produce a historical breakthrough. So, of course, thirst bucket of the century, Donald <laughs> Trump immediately said yes and agreed <clears throat> to take the meeting. So he didn't consult National Security Advisor H.R. Puff and stuff <laughs> or his Secretary of Defense, General Jim Mad Dog Mattis. Shocking. Both of whom expressed caution because um, they're alive. They all expressed caution. They were all like, what? You did What? You can't just do that. Fucking old Rex Tillerson got up and was like, well, uh, now we're going to go back and talk about it. We're going to go back and talk about it because that's not exactly how we do things. So we're going to go back and, you know, there's going to be sanctions and other things and we're going to talk about it. I mean, he just on a whim decided to meet with basically the worst dictator that's lived in the 20th century. Presidents have been. Sure. He's been trying to meet with presidents for literally like the last him and his dad for like the last like two decades, if not more. None of them have ever done it. Not Clinton, not Bush, not Obama. None of them. None of them do it because the whole thing is that there's like this is there's a literal propaganda movie 
called let me see i have it here it's called like when the country oh the country i saw okay it's a north korean propaganda movie and at the end of it kim jong-un sits down for a meet with a meeting with the american president about the nuclear weapons program and the president treats kim as an equal and the whole thing with why every single president has been like yeah baby no not interested in your meeting is because Part of like the whole dynamic is pretending that their their weapons program is a fucking joke and beneath us. Oh, right. Like, Keep sending up your tin cans that you made with four dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> we don't care. We'll take with one single missile. We'll annihilate you. So get the fuck out of our face. You're a big, fat, overgrown child. That's the whole thing. And now all of a sudden Trump's like, yeah, 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 yeah no, no, I'll take the meeting. And it's and everyone, even the guy who's the head of like the North Korean relations yes. for the last 30 years, we just said last week right. on the podcast, he quit. Yeah, he quit. He, he was like, I cannot fucking believe this fucking idiot is doing that. Yeah, it's it's just Not to, it's there. And he's saying that he's saying and he said in that speech the other night, too, he's like, there's still sanctions. There's still sanctions. There's still sanctions. He doesn't even know what that means. I don't even know exactly what that I mean. I think they're economic sanctions. Yes. And, you know, and, 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 and trade and trading sanctions and, and stuff. Shit. But like he like I it's it's I and I think Obama Obama was the first president to be like, you know, I'll sit down with Iran and or Iran or whatever and we need we need to talk to these people. But he didn't even meet with him. No, I just I was gonna say Obama was like one of the most dip by far, like undisputedly most diplomatic and like equanimous president yes. that ever and even he didn't do it he's yeah. perfectly capable of sitting now here's trump and now not for nothing like let's give credit where credit is due i'm sure he's gonna click into his trumpian fucking realtor vibe where he's like right. oh this building you gotta great, take uh, you gotta and, do a 10 you gotta make uh, taxes and when we also we don't trade with them at all yeah, because we don't do they don't anything because they don't let it. Exactly. Right. So there's no give and take with North Korea. But I Korea. think he's great in meetings. I do think he's been in enough goddamn meetings and he even made best friends with China. But let's right. say, you know, let's not forget that Trump tweeted him like a 14 year old troll. Yeah, well, he called whole, him Rocket Man. Yeah, or yeah, little Rocket Man. So it goes. So he called him. He said he was little Rocket Man and then said um, we would totally destroy North Korea. He says this in a tweet. Yeah. Fucking Chunky Un comes back and says Trump is mentally deranged and senile, basically. Oh, he's old. He said, you know, he called him a fucking daughtered, which is basically like an old retard is what that means. <laughs> daughtered. Yeah. Which I didn't even say. I just I'm said senile. I'm bringing that back. I'm bringing yeah, well, daughtered good, back. Well, good, because I didn't even know anyone knows. So I just said senile. I'm going to call someone. So I'm going to find someone to call a daughtered think, mooch. Well, that's right. Well, they both are and they're both dolts. So he said he had a button on his desk capable of launching missiles that could reach the United States. And by the way, we all remember that fucking false alarm in Hawaii. In Hawaii. Yep. So then Trump goes back on Twitter and says, I too have a nuclear button, but it's much bigger and <laughs> oh, more powerful yeah. than his. This is two men with minuscule microscopic <laughs> penises tweeting at each other. And they're fucking infantile. Like, so I thought that all just going to be forgotten because, you know, Trump will forget. Right. That they had the tiny dick insult right. game. Right. But Kim Jong-un isn't. No. Because that's like a Trump thing. I mean, I really did kind of think like, is Kim Jong... I mean, I don't know that I'm allowed to even say this without the FBI coming to arrest me, but... Say it, and then I'll see if we should edit it out. Is Kim Jong-un planning to assassinate Donald <laughs> Trump? <laughs> I don't think he can, but... I think he literally, I know one thing he's not planning, and he's not planning to take away his nuclear weapons oh, program. no, absolutely and not. And no one's even mentioned it, not one piece of news in North Korea. All he wants to do is have this meeting. Trump is completely unaware of what's going on, right. dreaming of the hamburger he's going to have yeah. and looking at his tiny hands. <laughs> yeah. And then he's going to, like, leave, and Kim Jong-un's going to go address all of his you know, mind-controlled You know, what does he think is going to happen? Kim Jong-un is going to go back and be like, you know what? You're all free. I met with Donald Trump, showed me the way. We're getting rid of nuclear weapons and we're all free. Here's the internet, everybody. Oh, <laughs> and salad and food and, and oh, yeah, things to starving. eat and jobs. Yeah, I mean... He's the worst. Kim Jong-un is actually... All of his crystal meth addicted walking oh, yeah, there's dead that too. citizens are... He's going to walk up to them and go, it's finally happened. I met with the American president. I'm a superpower now. Right. I told you this is how it would be. North Korea will not be stopped. And Trump's going to get back on Air Force One Ugh. and probably try to have sex with a flight attendant. <laughs> so I don't get it. Nobody's into it. 
Nobody's into it. There have been a couple of people on the news who are like, oh, we got to give him a chance and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, I, I, think, what, I think he's going to do fine in the meeting. I think he's great. No, in meeting, I think you're right. But but absolutely I, nothing will happen. No, so but, why do it? But what I think what you're saying is the problem is that then Kim Jong-un goes back to North Korea and says now we're a superpower and then starts talking shit and that's going to piss Donald Trump off. And then two tiny dicks are going to meet in the ocean and one of them is going to explode, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Like something terrible is going to happen. Um, well, it won't be you because we know you got a big old dick, honey. I got ten of them. <laughs> boop, boop. <laughs> beep, beep. Here comes the ten dick truck. Back up the car, Greg. <laughs> Back up the car, Greg. All right. So let's um, get the fuck out of North Korea and oh, head okay. on over to Legislation Nation. Oh, boy. We're the kids in America. Okay, so this is the part of the show where we tell you about new legislation in the era of Trump that will undoubtedly affect you. I did a us. low burp. That was good. It a was champagne like a champagne burp. Yeah, it was like it was like a mimosas. Everyone in the evening. We <laughs> we don't do this section often because well, nothing ever gets passed, <laughs> and when it does, it usually doesn't directly affect our daily lives. But. We did it for the shitty healthcare plan, and we did it for the shitty new tax plan. And now we're doing it for the shitty fucking trade. Yes, plan. Plan. The shitty trade plan. So last Thursday, Trump announced that he's going to impose tariffs on all imported steel and aluminum. Okay, so tariffs are basically taxes that companies will have to pay to use imported steel or aluminum. Like, for example, Campbell Soup uses imported steel for their canned GMO corporate trash food. (laughs) So now they're going to have to pay a tax if they want to use steel that doesn't come from the United States. Mm -hmm. So the United States doesn't even have enough steel to cover the whole entire needs of everyone. And critics of the plan say that the cost will then be passed on to us. And I'm not going to lie. I do partake in some Chef Boyardee from time to time. And I'm quite sure they don't use American steel for their cans. I eat a lot of legumes. And um, mm, garbanzo those come, beans. Those come in can. Amy, tuna. Amy's or something such uh-huh. as. Um, kidney beans. Well, I feel like beans. I eat American tuna. Or is that the one from Mr. Mom? My, I bet you the tuna is from America. The, the steel. Oh. Anyway. I'm but whatever. Mine too, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Get it going. Okay. Sorry. So the tariff will be 25% on steel and 10% on aluminum when the product comes across the borders. Trump waived the tariff for Mexico and Canada in some kind of North American free trade agreement, part dura, but he's keeping the tariff on many of our European allies, even though the main issue with trade is that we're having is obviously with China. So the Europeans are pissed and are saying that they will in turn impose a retaliatory tariff on the goods that we send there. Shit like peanut butter, whiskey and cars. <laughs> OK, that's so- why he was saying like, fine, we'll try and get your Mercedes here. Try and get your Mercedes here and your BMW here. Just try it. Just try it. So for now, Trump isn't being swayed by the retaliatory threats. Um, He talked about this shit in his campaign. And it's really the thing where he wants to make his mark. Um, He feels there's an unfair trade deficit and that by ignoring it, we are turning other countries into superpowers and losing our own status as one. And that's true. Um, Heather Long, here's the deal. Heather Long from Washington, Washington Post did a basic breakdown of where we are. This is how I learned Oh, great. Um, and wrote this. So let's listen to it so that Mau Mau can now know. And okay. I don't. And that way, neither one of us has to be coherent in the conversation we have. Great. Great. So here it is. Cohn has just resigned over train, the stuff that America buys and sells from other countries. So what the heck is going on? Why is there such a division in this White House over trade? So the fact is, we've been mistreated as a country for many years. And it's just not going to happen any longer. It all boils down in Trump's mind to something called the trade deficit. America has a $500 billion trade deficit, meaning that we buy way more stuff from other countries, especially China, than we turn around and sell to them. As we all know, America has a huge annual trade deficit with China, a number beyond anything what anybody would understand. Even beyond that, he's concerned about the loss of jobs. Right now, this week, he wants to put on tariffs, which is basically a code word for taxes, onto steel and aluminum imports that are coming from other countries into the United States. So we're doing tariffs on steel. We cannot lose our steel industry. It's a fraction of what it once was. 
and we can't lose our aluminum industry. Gary Cohn was really upset about this. He was trying to fight it along with many Republicans in Congress. There is a lot of uh, concern among Republican senators that this could sort of metastasize into a larger uh, trade war. If President Trump does these tariffs, and they're going to be pretty large on steel and aluminum, that means the prices of many goods in the United States will rise because steel and aluminum are in so many different products. But the even bigger concern that Gary Cohn had is that this would just start a trade war. If the announcements made last week are confirmed and implemented, it is clear that they would be in violation of WTO rules. In that case, the EU would have the right to either take action using their dispute settlement body or to take countermeasures. So why is President Trump doing this? Well, there's always another side to the story. And for him, he believes that too many jobs have been lost, particularly in industries like steel, to other countries. He wants to bring those blue-collar jobs back. Pretty much all of, of you will immediately be expanding if we give you that level playing field, if we give you that help. And you're going to hire more workers, and your workers are going to be very happy. They're going to be very, very happy. So for Trump, it's about saving those jobs, and it's also, he's arguing about national security. This is actually the first time that the United States has made that national security argument. We're operating at a 43% capacity factor, and only one of those smelters makes the high-purity aluminum we need for our defense okay, applications. Okay, let's unpack some of this. Trump wants to go after the whole world. He wants to say, all imports from any countries, even our allies like Canada or the United Kingdom or Australia, they would all have to pay those taxes. That's really going to rile things up with international relations between Trump, White House, and around the world. First of all, isn't aluminum and steel by way of coal? Yes. So, But I guess I'm wondering when she says aluminum and steel are on, they're by way of coal mines. I don't exactly know how it works but if it's in so many american products i do have to wonder why we shut every aluminum and steel factory down. yeah and start buying it from china and like you know like if anyone's going to and even though i know it's a dangerous the whole thing with like coal mines and stuff that stuff's really dangerous but if any country is going to protect workers rights in any way it's us well let's just buy it from china who's sending 12 year olds in there right. to go die i mean right. they're still using awful labor practices there and i know like i know nothing about this and i'm happy to say i'm like dilettante or whatever but i know that just in my heart i feel like yeah motherfucker yeah and sorry e europe and sorry australia and sorry everyone i know that he I feel like the reason he did it to the whole world and not just China, because the real problem is with China, mm -hmm. is because he made friends with that guy. And if he does it to everyone, it looks like it's a thing of like, look, man, this is my deal with everyone. I want to stop right. imports coming in on a on a product that we can make at home in America. I'm done importing from everyone. And I think that's why he's doing it to Europe and doing it to Australia and whatever. Right. And it's like, sorry. But so here's the deal. So Paul Ryan, I mean, Gary Cohn quit. That's what she said at the beginning of the video. That was his his lead economic advisor. He's done. Right. Um, Speaker of the House, the Republican sister wife, Paul Ryan said, <laughs> I disagree with this action and fear its unintended consequences. We will continue to urge the administration to narrow this policy so that is focused only on those countries and practices that violate trade law. We heard Mitch McTurtle in the video. Right. Say right. it's going to be a trade war. Right. So I'm confused by it, to be honest. I know. With you. That's why I played the video. Yeah. <laughs> as I read. Now, listen, I'm going to do more. I've already have a questions that I'm going to well, go. ask me and I'll see what I can do. But Joe Manchin, a Democratic senator from West Virginia, said. So this guy's a Democrat. Uh -huh. As big multilateral trade agreements have been ratified and Wall Street and big corporations lined their pockets. We have seen jobs pour out of West Virginia for cheaper labor markets in foreign countries. I'm glad we are finally standing up for ourselves and I applaud President Trump's leadership and willingness to hold places like China accountable for the damage they've done to our economy. And it wasn't just it wasn't just them. It was our presidents that did that shit. Yeah. I mean, when they say China's done that, China didn't do it. We did it. We did so it. So like we shark tanked 
our entire country and put it into but China. But now he's stopping it and I'm glad and I'm so, not fucking scared of it at all. You know why? Because I don't work for a corporation and I don't well, have right. a job and I have nothing to live But my question is, my question is, <laughs> um, why did aluminum and steel stop here? Um, I think that's what I want to find uh, out. Uh, yeah. Not just because yeah. China can, can hire kids or is it because what? I think China can do it much cheaper without regulations. I think what happened okay, is those so coal basically mines, that's what it is. Yeah. Those coal mines were opened up. Whoever got in there, whether it was the problem is though that he's going to want to deregulate and they're going to, if they do open that shit up, there won't be any regulations and it won't be safe. That's what I think. Now, I'm not I don't saying think people, that, well, we're not going to have kids working in there. And we know that a lot of the manufacturing kids. and stuff, this isn't steel and aluminum, but there won't be kids. And uh, people who, you know, um, I guess can afford to avoid doing it, then they'll afford doing it. The corporations are going to lose money. Good. We're right. going to pay more money. Good. Mm-hmm. Fine. Sorry, you're fucking Campbell Soup. I wish there was taxes and tariffs on McDonald's. Right. And huge big gulps and all this junk food. Yeah, I mean, why just steel and aluminum then? Steel and aluminum, because that's whatever industry that's going to bring back a ton of jobs. That's just where it's starting. And I think with this trade deficit, I think we that's one of our hugest imports. Oh, well, um, I want to know what the I want to know what. So we're not going to be like we're going to put a tariff on Australian gold hair. I stuff. need to find that's really cool. <laughs> Jameson, oh, you motherfucker, we're in, we are putting a tariff on Jameson because Brandy drinks enough for the entire country. Well, my Axe body spray is too expensive now and I can't buy it. Where's that coming from? That's probably American. I don't American. fucking know. I don't it's know where that's coming American. from. It's probably American. I'm naming imports. I'm sure it's from Mexico. Well, that's still North American. We're not even doing it to anything from North America. All right. All, every t-shirt I have. As long as they don't tax the, you every know what, article coming of from clothing. Mexico. Don't say it specifically. <laughs> all right. We're out. Let's get to our but, uh, new segment oh, okay. called Celebrating Sarah. Sarah, oh Sarah, honey, is that you? Is that you, baby? Got your good shoes on. Okay, so this is our brand new segment where we take a moment to visit a press conference and celebrate everyone's favorite White House press secretary, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Colonel Sanders. For those of you who <laughs> don't know, Colonel Sarah Huckabee Sanders is the person who does all the press conferences at the White House. She's the liaison between Trump and for the press, and she came on after Sean Spicer resigned. Her relationship and attitude toward the press is blatantly hostile, but she's such a boss bitch, and I mean like an actual bitch. So, she is endlessly entertaining now there will be many iterations of this segment but for today the press conference is going to be focused on a rally speech that trump just did in pennsylvania on saturday night so the speech was an hour and 20 minutes long and if you didn't see it and i'm sure some of you maybe saw clips um i sat through the whole hour and 20 you did too right ma'am yeah I, I really recommend doing it because you just won't see you won't you even gotta, just see, you've yeah. got to see the stream of consciousness. Yeah. You've got to just get, hear him. Yes. You've got to sit with him. Yeah. It's like you've never seen it from another president no. and you never will again. No. And you won't even see it from an actor. You will no. not see a, an entertainer no. except for a stand up, by the way. It's like you do a stand up. I, I want to say, I don't know when else I can say it, but now I do want to say there were moments in that speech where I was like, oh, man, this motherfucker is funny. No one's going to get up there except for Meow Meow and give you an hour of this shit. So <laughs> anyway, what we're going to do is I'm going to play you some clips. Um, more than you're going to hear anywhere else. And we're just going to ask Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, <laughs> what the hell Trump meant about some of this stuff, because okay. some of it is just confounding. Great. OK. Yep. So here's um, the first. This is unscripted. Here's the first clip. That's right. It's all unscripted, really. Mm-hmm. That Washington, D.C., it got a lot of evil there, but we're getting it out step by step. A lot of evil, a lot of bad people. A lot of bad people, a lot of fake media. Look at them. A lot of fake media. Yeah, you go ahead. Okay. Um, aren't now, aren't all the people that have left the White House been people that Trump actually appointed, like Rancid Pubes and Michael Flynn? And You know, just we've talked about this before. Just because he appointed them doesn't mean they don't have other things to do. They have other places to go. Their time has been up and that was it. They did a great job and uh, the president appreciates them and that's about it. What yeah, but because oh, he's saying people who have left are evil. He's getting the evil people out. I think you hear what you want to hear and what you heard in your <laughs> ears is different than words that were spewed out into the air and what he said was different things than that. Next question, what do you want? 
it's 1999. I'm on Meet the Press, a show now headed by Sleepy Eyes Chuck Todd. He's a sleeping son of a bitch, I'll tell you. Uh, okay, so we always thought Chuck Todd had a mouth that looked like a vagina, but we never noticed anything about his eyes. And believe me, we've really studied him. I mean, we could sketch, sketch his hairdo blindfolded. So what what does uh, President Trump mean about his eyes? I don't really know what you heard, but I think what he said about his eyes, that they're sleepy eyes, it looks like he's sleeping, and that his eyes say he's a son of a bitch. I mean, the president said what he said. I don't know what else you need to know. I don't understand what your question is. Is it appropriate for the president to call someone a son of a bitch? Is it appropriate for you to be here looking at me with your eyes? I don't know. I don't even know. So, no. Next question. But the press for two hours is going, this is fantastic. This is amazing. A certain anchor on CNN, fake as hell, CNN. The worst. Oh. So fake. Fake news. And their ratings are lousy, by the way. And compared to Fox, their ratings... At a certain anchor, female, said, this is really something. It would, they couldn't believe it. The worst of them, CNN, MSNBC, which is, which is worse than, I, I think I have a new, MSNBC, third rate, and NBC, which is horrible. Their newscast, by the way, is not doing well on NBC Network. They're heading down the tubes. So what, um host do you think the president is talking about on cnn and do you think the president dislikes msnbc because of rachel maddow uh i think to insinuate that the president doesn't like msnbc because of a lesbian is horrible and i think that you saying that is completely racist now who this blonde person is on cnn i'm going to assume he means is uh chris matthews <laughs> She is the worst. Chris Matthews is the worst. I know the President Trump has said and has made me let it make made it okay for me to say that sh- she's the worst and he doesn't like her. Next. Can you imagine covering Bernie or Pocahontas? Pocahontas. How about that? Pocahontas. Can you imagine these guys? Some of them are actually smiling, but some of them just can't stand it, honestly. Some of them, they can't take it. Can you imagine having to cover Elizabeth Warren for four years? You know, I was watching during the campaign, and Hillary was sitting right there, and Pocahontas was up, and she was so angry. Look, we love each other, the women, the men. We love each other. Everybody loves. She was so angry. I said, you know, I think she's losing the entire male audience and many of the women. She was going at it, and Hillary's sitting there saying, oh my God, what did I do here? This is... But can you imagine if they had to cover some of these people that are running? I think any of them, to be honest with you. I think any of them. Oh, I'd love Oprah to win. I'd love to beat Oprah. I know her weakness. Okay, so you have three kids. Do you let your kids do this kind of name-calling? It's like casual racism. It's uh, sexist. I mean, I... It's certainly not appropriate for a president. Do you think it's appropriate for your young children? Uh, I have an answer to that question. That's fuck my kids. <laughs> fuck my kids, okay? So I don't need you to, but I, I'm going to go home and go, hey, kids, go fuck your own selves. Go to bed. First, I'm going to have a smile scream, then I'm going to bed. Next. And what does he mean by Oprah's weakness? What, what does he mean we by... We all know, don't act dumb. Don't act dumb. We all know her weakness is carbs. Next. Women, women, we love you. We love you. Hey, didn't we surprise them with women during the election? Remember? Women won't like Donald Trump. I said, have I really had that kind of a problem? I don't think so. But women won't like Donald Trump. Um, is Donald Trump not aware of the Women's March? It's happened twice. It was enormous, and it pretty much solidified the message that women hate him. 
I think it's clear uh, of all the women who have come forward for sexual harassment, it's over 20. That uh, um, Women love, actually, Donald Trump. I don't know even where that's come from. He's been married three times. He uh, fucked a porn star, and then another woman came forward. There's a lot of women that, that are there with Donald Trump. That's what he's saying. Don't you understand anything? Women <laughs> love Donald Trump. He got 52% of the white women's vote. You know what I'm saying? Next question. But our new slogan, when we start running in, can you believe it, two years from now? is going to be keep America great, exclamation point. Keep America great. But we can only do that if we elect people who are going to back our agenda and fight for our values. And that is why we have to defeat Nancy Pelosi And Maxine Waters, a very low IQ individual. You ever see her? You ever seen her? You ever see her? We will impeach him. We will impeach the press. But he hasn't done anything wrong. It doesn't matter. We will impeach him. She's a low IQ individual. You can't help her. She really is. We will impeach him. Is this racist or just sexist? And ageist. I don't usually throw those labels around and I dislike people who do, but there are plenty of white men who have called to impeach President Trump and I don't ever recall him saying any of those people have a low IQ. I think you're taking things way out of context like you do. Fake media, fake news, fake media, fake news, fake media, fake news. And really what all he's saying is, all he's saying is that Maxine Waters doesn't have a high IQ. Next! So we got rid of the individual mandate, nobody even talks about because the tax bill is so massive, bigger than Reagan, bigger than, biggest one ever done. And you know, they, we're calling a tax reform. This is where a non-politician like me is good because they had a name. And for 40 years, they couldn't pass anything. And I kept saying, how is it possible not to pass tax cuts? Sir, I don't know, we just can't pass. It's been, Reagan was the last one that did a big bill and we just can't pass. I said, well, What's the problem? Well, sir, the tax reform is not easy. I said, wait a minute, do you call it tax reform or do you call it tax cuts? And he said, right? And he said, no, sir, we call it tax reform because we're doing a lot of reforming. I said, look, people don't know what reform means, neither do I. People want tax cuts. They don't know. They don't know. They want tax cuts. They want tax cuts, and honestly, the word reform, it could mean you're going to triple your taxes. We're going to reform taxes and trip. I said, nobody knows what it means. It could be really bad. So they said, you know, we never thought of it. This is after 40 years. Nobody ever thought of it. So they said, could you come up with a name? And I did. You know what it was called? The tax cut, 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 cut bill. But I must tell you, and on this, I think they were right. The politicians thought that was a little hokey. So we call it the tax, U.S. tax cut and jobs bill. Mrs. Sanders, isn't it true that the permanent tax cuts only went to the richest people in America? Yep, next. Melania, great, great first lady. We take, she's great. She's great. She is great. You think her life is so easy, folks? Not so easy. Is Melania's life hard? <sighs> Melania and the president have been married for something like 13 years, and if you think that it's hard to be the first lady when you don't love someone and they treat you like shit and you wish that you were anywhere but where you are, then maybe life's hard, but I don't think, you know, that's up to you to decide. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <sighs> Next. The only way to solve the drug problem is through toughness. When you catch a drug dealer, you gotta, you gotta put them away for a long time. When I was in China, and other places, by the way, I said, Mr. President, do you have a drug problem? No, 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 we do not. I said, huh, big country, 1.4 billion people, right? Not much of a drug problem. I said, what do you attribute that to? Well, uh, the death penalty. So. <laughs> Hey, if you're a drug dealer, 
and you know you're going to get caught, and you know that you're going to kill people, you're killing our kids. They're killing our kids. They're killing our kids. They're killing our families. They're killing our workers. You know, we have a hard time. Of the 100 million people, that special group of people, they're great people. They want to work. We have a hard time. A lot of them can't qualify to work in these factories. Chrysler's coming back in. You saw that from Mexico to Michigan. You have, we have companies coming back into the United States. You haven't seen that. I used to tell you that was going to happen, but now it's happening. But a problem, a lot of people can't qualify because of drugs. Okay, Mrs. Sanders, does Trump realize that the biggest drug problem in America is the opioid epidemic and that the biggest distributors of opioids are big pharma? These are corporate fat cats that get millions of Americans a year hooked on prescription pain medication. Will he also threaten them with the death penalty or is he just going to sentence gay guys caught selling GHB on a Caribbean Caribbean cruise? I think it's important to, um, uh, I think, I think, I think, I think think it's very important to, um, you know, know the difference between big pharma and a drug dealer on the corner. And obviously big pharma makes corporations and companies and Trump himself lots of money. So I think we all know that he won't be going after them and that drug dealers are generally black and Hispanic and they will definitely all be, be getting killed. Next question. I mean, again, I, I really believe, and I'm not saying this as braggadocious because I tell you if we didn't, but the tax bill when we got the individual mandate. But we also got ANWR. Most people don't know what it, That's one of the biggest fields in the world. We got it approved. They've been trying to approve it for 40 years. That was a part of the tax bill. That alone would have been a massive thing to approve. We got ANWR in Alaska, one of the biggest fields in the world that will start working. Okay, so ANWR is a humongous Arctic refuge in Alaska that we are now going to ravage for oil. The reason that no president has ever approved this is because it will kill every animal in the vicinity and pollute the air and probably the water for the bizarre hillbilly residents of Alaska. Do you guys just not care about this? Again, I just want to remind you that you have actual children. I'm about to hang up on you right now. I'm about (laughs) to take my phone and hang up on you because I think you all know that the Arctic and Alaska doesn't have any of those things in it and all it has is oil. And so I don't know why everyone always wants to say that there's going to be kids and polar bears and all these animals and water and like the environment itself and glaciers and mountains and earthquakes and the environment itself is going to change. That is all just lies, fake news. None of that exists. That whole area is one big oil field and nothing's going to happen. And so hanging up now, you better get, get ready because oh, okay, I'm Okay, up. this is my last question. But I really feel strongly about Rick Saccone. And I know him. I feel strongly about him. He's an incredible guy. Number one, and I don't know that this is important, but to me it is. He's a very fine human being. He's a good person. He's really a good person. Rick. Okay, so like I said, this is my last question. President Trump has said several well-documented infidelity scandals. He's being investigated for money laundering, obstructing justice, and possibly treason. He's declared bankruptcy several times. And as of late, the majority of the people working for him are quitting. What exactly does he think makes a good person? I think what he thinks makes a good person is someone who does exactly what he does. And we all know that Rick Saccone is probably just the kind of good person that Donald Trump is. And if you also heard Rick Saccone say, remember when Rick Saccone was like, we're clinging to our goals and our drugs. Remember when he said that? No, well, yeah, well, that's Rick Saccone. So that's who he thinks is an amazing person. He's clinging to his Bible and to his guns. So, you know, that's what's a good person. It's a moral person. It's an ethical person. It's a person who wants to kill gays, wants to kill Jews, wants to kill women, wants to make you get pregnant, not have an abortion. He wants you to have million affairs. He wants you to pay off women. He wants you to walk around and go, oh, Women are terrible, aren't they? They're so annoying, but then likes fucking them. And then, like, wants to, like, own them and stuff. And then things like all black people and Mexican people and Latina people and whatever <laughs> are all the same and they're all sell drugs and that they're killing our families, but they know that they don't kill anybody about their own selves and all that stuff. So, anyway, thank y'all for coming out. I got to go back to the press room and get my eyeshadow done. And, um, you know, go fuck yourselves. All right. Now it's time for So There's That. Okay. 
Okay, so this is the part of the show where I forced Julie to find one positive thing that's happening in the current political atmosphere. She completely hates doing it, and let's face it, hardly anyone even makes it to the end of the show. <laughs> but whatever, I think it might be making you a better person, Meow Meow. And it's definitely making me more informed. Well, you Really? You are. Yes. I am? Yes, of course. That's nice. So all your hard work does pay off. Your hard work is paying off. You've made me more informed. <laughs> so what is your so there's that moment of okay, the Okay, so... I mean, I know I've never said this before, but wow, this was hard. <laughs> oh, God, I thought okay, you were going to say so. something interesting like, wow, I found a hot guy. <laughs> I didn't know what. Guess what, everyone? I sucked <laughs> a dang and fucked a guy this week. So, oh. However, she was interviewed, this woman, the, the mayor, and she was like, I'm proud to live in a country where everyone can criticize elected officials. Okay. Review away, bitch. Review away is what she said. Much of the criticism of her decision to warn residents about the raids has come from outside her community, she said Thursday. She said, I'm so appreciative of the Oakland community, the feelings of being supported, of being heard, of being stood up for those who have been wonderful, have been wonderful for me to hear, she added. Now, can I just say really quick, it really reminds me of, I didn't know he was talking about in a speech, so you did inform me. Okay. Um, but I remember thinking like, oh, well, you go, whoever that is that told their community, like there's raids coming, fucking yeah. hide your kids, hide your wife because they're raping everybody out here. <laughs> and like it reminds me of Before Nightfalls. And I don't even I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but I loved it. It's this Javier Bardem movie. And oh, yes. I don't yes, know if they're yes, in like Cuba yes. or what's exactly going yeah. on. Is it Cuba? It is, right? And he's an I artist. I think it is Cuba and he's gay. And they're, yeah, and they're t- like kicking artists out and gay people and stuff. And it's like somebody has to warn you. And, and there when there's like... There is a a like a like an anarchy happening, and it's like even though she's technically part of the man, I guess in a in a in a grander sense, mm-hmm. the feeling of an anarchy is like like I dig it, you know, even in the second part yes. of life. Yes. <laughs> I just uh, had to say that it's cool to be experiencing I mean, it in my lifetime because it never would have you know what I mean and just hearing someone in California where we live warning her warning people that yeah I mean they're they're fugitives you know what I mean they're immigrant fucking fugitives and she's protecting them and they're innocent people other than that you know and it's yes. like it's cool man it's just it's exciting it's exciting like it is exciting and she's not fucking having it for a second <laughs> fucking having <laughs> it honey <laughs> Oh, oh God. Uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions also attacked her. Yeah, because he's suing us, right? Right. How dare you needlessly endanger the lives of our law enforcement officers to promote a radical open border agenda? He challenged her during a speech in Sacramento. Agenda. (laughs) Schaff responded, how dare you vilify members of our community by trying to frighten the American people into thinking that all undocumented residents are dangerous criminals? Sessions claimed that ICE would have arrested some 800 undocumented immigrants and had she not tipped off the residents and they only were able to um, arrest 237. So she's in a fucking full out war with Sessions, with Trump, and she isn't backing down. You can read her whole letter that she wrote um, to the community and it's pretty fucking cool. And she's just saying, my priorities for the well-being and safety of all residents, particularly our most vulnerable. And I know that Oakland is safer when we share information, encourage community awareness, and care for our neighbors. Yeah, like when we have to tell each other where the DUI checkpoints are. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If I mean, that had happened, like- that poor guy in Fruitvale Station, everyone would have got stabbed and killed. And that was in Oakland, by the way. And he wasn't even high or carrying anything. Ugh, and he got killed I for mean, no reason. How horrifying was that? We don't need rogue fucking law enforcement running around Oakland of all no, places. No, no. So I just wanted to point her out and say like, this is an exciting, this is an exciting time. And I am glad she's taking back the night and she isn't backing down and she isn't scared and she's continuing to do it. And she's fighting back like, like, um, for uh jab after jab, like with Jeff Sessions saying, well, you did this. And she's like, yeah, well, you did this. <laughs> so get back yourself. Basically, so I'm excited. It's Mayor Libby Schaff. Look it up. You can look up. Uh, she tweeted her the full letter. Let's and try to get read her on the podcast and support her. And I just think it's awesome, and it just makes me feel um, a little bit of hope. So there's that.
that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. We love you guys. Keep listening. Keep tweeting us. Keep commenting. Keep telling your friends. Please keep coming just, out to shows. Yeah, just <laughs> do all of it, please. Um, we have 757 iTunes reviews, and I know I said I'd stop soliciting you for more, so I'm going to. I'm not going to solicit you for more. I'm just going to make Julie read one <laughs> from back in September that I enjoyed. Okay, this is from LWTBOI slash Daniel from September 27th, 2017. Quote, the perfect mix of political humor, outrage, honesty, introspection, (laughs) and mind-enhancing substances. Brandy and Julie present an hour-long weekly podcast covering politics, current events, and the continuing downfall of democracy, courtesy of the Trump administration and the Republican Party. Their ire isn't targeted solely on the GOP. They also share refreshingly honest critiques of the Democratic Party. Their ability to take dismal headlines and turn them into a hilariously entertaining podcast is unrivaled. If you're looking for a deep intellectual discourse about intersectionality and geopolitical matters, how the hell did you find this review? <laughs> loosen up, listen in, and enjoy the ride. For even more fun, check out the Patreon. Oh my God. That's a nice I one, I love right? that. Yeah, it was really nice. And she said, or he said, intersectionality, which is what we've been um, yeah, accused no. of not having. Well, no, but they... This person said, if you're looking for deep intellectual discourse. About oh, then how did you? <laughs> exactly. But that's fine. Thank you, um, Daniel. Um, if you haven't yet, please check out our Patreon podcast. There's a free episode to listen to, and we might make a second one free on the advice of our number one, Fran, Angie Knox. She said to make the um, Craigslist Oh, one okay, okay. Um, she says like the pinnacle of it. Oh. Either way, we talk about sex and doo-doo way too much on the Patreon. <laughs> so if that's not your cup of tea, then skip it. But if it is, then go to www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and pay $1 a week for a whole extra hour of pooey, sexy fun. <laughs> pooey, sexy, <laughs> next part of your life fun. That's right. Um. Oh, look, I love when it says that. Yeah. I um, <laughs> We're obviously, we're going away next week. But then if anyone is going to be in... Okay, March 28th, I'll be at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco. And then March 30th, I'm going to be at the Laugh Cellar in Santa Rosa, California. And then after that, I'll tell you where I'm going to be in April and May. And I know that I'm probably coming to a city near you because I'm never going to stop grinding. Touring. That's right. Grind, (laughs) grind, grind. MTV is the grind. We're going to get a website soon for you guys to... Yeah. yeah, I want to say I do want to say and I know it's very early, but I want everyone to know and start planning now because June 17th, we're doing a live podcast in Seattle. Uh-huh. OK, yeah, I'm doing <laughs> Seattle Women's Pride June 16th and for stand up. But then we're doing freaking the live podcast June 17th at Jai Tai. So we'll, the ticket link is actually going to probably go up soon because that's going to sell out in two minutes. I know it. And then. It won't. And then in Portland, <laughs> we're going to be part positivity. of Portland Queer Comedy Festival. And that, I believe, is like July 19th to the 22nd or something like that. And the performance dates aren't up yet, but we will be in Portland together and we will be doing the live podcast. And we will be at Funhouse Lounge. And we're going to have our friend Jennifer. Um, she's going to do a website for us. So we'll have all yes. this shit like easily. We're growing. We're expanding. We're entrepreneurs. We're trying it. We're doing it. We're trying. But you know, we're doing, we're investing all the money back into the business. So we just don't have any free cash. Um, And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. Hey, see you on the Patreon, bitches. Stay on the Patreon. How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dine because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet Transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme And maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovy Or if you want something visual That's not too abysmal We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. 
Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. So, Come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. <laughs> 